Financial well-being for entrepreneurs often means having a successful business that lets you draw a steady paycheck with benefits. But there's really more to it than that, according to my next guest, Wayne Titus III, who literally wrote a book on the subject. And when we come back, we'll find out what he means and what we can do to improve our own financial well-being. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, helping you see business issues hiding in plain view that matter to your bottom line. Welcome to Business Confidential Now. I'm your host, Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, and today's guest is Mr. Wayne Titus III. He's a certified public accountant who's also a personal financial specialist as well as an accredited investment fiduciary analyst who's the financial advisor and managing director of Savant Wealth Management. In other words, Wayne knows a lot about how to create more wealth and also how to protect it. He's been involved in the financial services industry since 1991 and has a distinguished resume working for some of the most prestigious accounting firms on the planet. And also among his many accomplishments is his book, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being. He says he loves to educate others on finance, tax, and investment topics by writing columns and through public speaking. So let's see what he can do for us. Welcome to Business Confidential Now, Wayne. Anna, thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Me too, because financial well-being is just such an important topic, especially financial well-being for entrepreneurs. Uh, It's important to peace of mind and overall financial security to meet our short-term as well as long-term needs. In your experience, what's the number one thing entrepreneurs need to consider when looking at their and evaluating their financial well-being? Well, you know, entrepreneurs don't often know what they don't know when it comes to finances. And, you know, one of the reasons that I wrote my book was to help them understand that their needs are unique uh, and that they should be looking for an advisor who understands and can support those unique needs. So their advisor is the one that's going to tell them what's missing. Is that the deal? Well, I think, you know, just to give you an example, we've been through a very traumatic part uh, of, of, our, of all of our lives uh, with COVID. Having that plan for that uh, was not something that was on any entrepreneur's mind or any advisor's mind. But having a plan to deal with the ups and downs of the economy or your personal financial situation, all of those things, you know, it's important to have that advisor that you can talk to about, about that. How you talk with an advisor, what they talk about, um, and what they can counsel you on is important. Entrepreneurs, when they run their business, they run usually pretty low and fast uh, with things. And, and having the right advisor helps that entrepreneur to see around the corners, to see where the pitfalls are, to look ahead. Uh, you know, many times entrepreneurs are engaged in their businesses and, and they're engaged in their businesses because they're passionate about their business. They're not necessarily passionate about accounting, bookkeeping, their personal finances. And so typically what happens is entrepreneurs can put things to the side that don't seem very important right now because they're focused on their passion or their, you know, kind of the unique needs of their business right now. Uh, And so many times that financial well-being for that entrepreneur suffers uh, because those personal finances are on the back burner. I'll get to that later. I can't take care of that now. I'll worry about saving for retirement later. Uh, You know, all of those things, it's just, it's a competing, that atmosphere of competing needs for that entrepreneur right there at that time. 
what what do I need to work on right now today? It's the kind of where are the fires? I need to put those fires out before I can do anything else. Well, that's that's true. Entrepreneurs work in a very fast-paced, challenging environment because they're growing their business and that is their as you say, sole focus. So, you know, you you come back to this idea of having an advisor. What advice mm-hmm. do you have about selecting an advisor who can really help them see the big picture? And step back and say, hey, look, it's not just about, you know, expanding your territory or your product line or sales. Let's look at how you can have more financial security. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's finding that trusted advisor that can watch their back, which gives them the freedom to concentrate on their business, their business and, and their families. I think there's really three different major types of advisors and the duty of care that they have their clients differs depending upon the type of advisor that they are. There's the kind of the paternalistic advisor, the person that says, just do what I say, but doesn't give you much of an explanation. There's the advisor that is informative, that understands what your needs are, but searches and gives you all the information that they can find because they've done so much exhausting research and gives you all the different alternatives uh, that you could consider but they don't make a recommendation. And then there's the interpretive advisor, which I think is the most important advisor for an entrepreneur. And that's somebody that is going to do the research, understand what your business is, your situation, help you anticipate problems and issues, and then come back to you and say, hey, based on this information that you've given me, based on what I'm seeing, here's some alternatives that I think you should consider I think the second alternative is the best, and here is why. That's an interpretive approach to things versus you know just providing information then the entrepreneur chooses, or not providing any explanation and giving any context to the entrepreneur about why a decision is important. You want to find that advisor that communicates well with you, but it is also interpretive. They're on the journey with you. I think that's a huge difference in advisors. I like the way you've helped classify that. It, it helps people to know what to look for, but help us understand how you go about finding an advisor like that. That's kind of the challenge, right? Most people are referred to an advisor by a friend or a family member, or they go out and they do some research and they say, well, that sounds like a pretty good advisor. To me, you, you've got to look for and interview these different advisors before you actually make a decision. So I think the most important thing is to explore the opportunity to work together, to go in with a list of questions about how they act with their clients, to understand their communication process, to understand their business process. You know, one of the things that's most important to me as an advisor is for my clients is to have a good business process. A lot of businesses are silos and there's not a lot of coordination between, you know, different aspects of things. If an advisor doesn't know and understand how important it is for an entrepreneur to integrate tax, financial, and investment strategy, I'd say right there, you're probably going into a situation where you've got a silo. You're only, you're talking to this one advisor that does investments. You're talking to another person that's putting together a financial plan. You might have an accountant that does your bookkeeping. All three or four of those types of advisors are really important for entrepreneurs. And if those advisors aren't talking to each other about your business and everything's going through you, something is going to fall through the cracks. 
And the reason it's going to fall through the cracks isn't because the entrepreneur is going to drop the ball. It's going to be because one of these other professionals is pushing it off onto somebody else. I'm going to give you a quick example. If you're working with an investment advisor that's making investment decisions for you, they may be buying and selling things in the in your retirement accounts or your personal accounts, and they're not considering what the tax implications are. So they have no understanding of what the profitability of the business is or what your tax situation is personally. And they could be causing you to actually go into a higher tax bracket and pay more tax than you really needed to pay. If that broker is not talking with the accountant and they don't understand your situation deeply and consider that, it's going to be like you're running with ankle weights on. You know, you're trying to have an earn, you know, earnings in your, in your investment portfolios, and that's important. But if those earnings are eroded by the impact of taxes, it's not helpful. You know, paying taxes is not a huge issue in my mind for, for many folks. Returns are most important in many people's minds, but it's how much you keep after taxes that matters the most. And so if you can lower the impact of taxes and manage that, that is most important. So if you're dealing with advisors that are not talking to each other or don't have a good understanding of your business overall and how that interacts with your financial position, then that's probably not the right advisor for you. Those are some great points. That definitely sounds like some red flags, the inability to communicate. Who would initiate that? Would one of the advisors initiate, hey, let's have a conference call or a, a meeting to sit down with you as the entrepreneur or the entrepreneur say, hey, I need you guys to talk to each other. You know, here's here's the contact information and it happens behind the scenes. What do you think? Well, I think it can happen behind the scenes. Um, you know, many, many advisors can work well with each other professionally. I would say most times I actually see the opposite, that many advisors don't work well together. Um, and it's because they're only interested in doing their Thing. I'm a CPA. I can be highly critical of the tax and accounting industry. But what I see it from a lot of CPAs is they want to they want to just focus on the tax return or you know pre- preparation and tax return, the compliance aspect, and they're not giving a lot of advice on how to mitigate or, or reduce the impact of taxes. They're just saying, give me your stuff, let me prepare your tax return. The investment advisor is saying, uh, you know, talk to your tax advisor about this. The tax advisor is saying, hey, you were impacted by these investments. If you are getting the back and forth or the finger pointing game, you know you don't have the right advisors. In our business, we try to integrate that and provide those services so that it's kind of a one-stop shop for entrepreneurs where they can come in and, and talk with somebody and integrate that approach so that you know, you've got the most efficient, effective tax plan, investment plan, financial plan. Those are the kinds of things you want to look at. How are those things well-coordinated, not how are they disorganized? And to do that, you know, an entrepreneur has their business that they have to run. If they're also then trying to run their professionals, that also competes with what they're really trying to do, which is to grow their business. Okay, so we know what we need to do as far as finding the right skill set, but also the right mindset as far as these different types of advisors working together if we're not fortunate enough to have someone like you who integrates it all under one roof as one-stop shopping. Let me turn to something that's a little bit more granular. When it comes to financial well-being of entrepreneurs, is there something, an, an item that they overlook more often than not? And not let's not talk about it from the advisor point of view, but substantively, whether it's retirement, whether it's the type of investment that they're overlooking, where they could benefit from more security. 
What are your thoughts on that? I find that many entrepreneurs, when I first start talking with them, their personal finances are neglected. You know, they, they are running their business usually on a, you know, on a shoestring when they're first starting up. And if they've got a successful business, then they're trying to figure out, well, how can I be more profitable? And they may not be taking advantage of certain things that would help improve their financial well-being. So let's kind of talk through that and unpack that. Having a retirement plan in place is a good thing. But having the right retirement plan in place is, is really important. Uh, there's many companies that will provide a, uh, I'll call them a cookie cutter 401k plan where you're doing a 3% safe harbor match. So no matter what you put in for the employee, I'm sorry, whatever, if you're going to pay 3% of somebody's salary into their 401k plan, if they leave the company, that money goes with them. So you're incentivizing somebody to, to get their benefit and then potentially lead with it. That doesn't help the entrepreneur much. You want employees to stay. So putting a plan in place that doesn't reward bad behavior, but that actually rewards good behavior, like sticking around and investing into that contribution would be more effective. If you have a 401k plan, you might, as an entrepreneur, maybe you, maybe you are profitable and you can put more money into retirement. You could implement a cash balance plan, which would provide you the opportunity to contribute even more pre-tax to your retirement accounts than what you can contribute in a 401k. There's ways to take advantage of putting plans in place, but if you're going to do that, you want to have them customized so that they can support what your goals and objectives are and not just costing the business money and not seeing the benefit of that longer term. So I think it's important to understand that you have that opportunity, but that selecting a provider that's easy, um, you know, many, many times these providers are payroll companies that have these plans available. They're easy plans to put in place, but they don't check the boxes as far as benefiting that entrepreneur as well as a, a more custom solution might. Now there's costs and benefits for all of that, but having the right advisor with you in that journey to help you figure that out is really important. I can definitely see that. Now, you've written this book, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being. What inspired you to write that? What inspired me to write it actually was the fact that I think that entrepreneurs don't know what they don't know, and they need time to focus on what's important to them, and having that trusted advisor is important. When I started meeting with clients and talking about these concepts, I'm doing it on a one-on-one basis, and what I realized is this is information that needs to be out in the world so that entrepreneurs can benefit from, from this information. Really, for me, it's to impact that broader, that broader audience to, to do the greater good. And so we encapsulated a lot of the one-on-one information that we were talking to entrepreneurs about in this book uh, in, a, in an easy-to-read format. Well, that's good to know. It sounds like a terrific reference volume for someone, regardless of what stage of their entrepreneurship they're at, because I would imagine that you know, somebody that's in a startup or, you know, just starting to get profitable really isn't in a position to put in place necessarily all of the recommendations that you have. But are there two or three things that you'd like people to take away from the Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being? I think the, the most, one of the most important things, as I said before, is to, to find that advisor that can walk with you on this journey uh, that's accompanying you in the process, uh, that gets to know you and your business and that has an understanding of, of what it means to integrate tax, financial, and investment strategies. Those are the things that I think are, are most important. 
when you're looking for an advisor, you want to look at their business processes and get an understanding of what it would be like to work with them. There's a book out there called uh, The Checklist Manifesto. It's authored by uh, a guy named Atul Gawande. And he discussed the difference between someone with aptitude, which is really the natural ability of a person to be able to accomplish a certain skill set, versus aptitude, which is the application of knowledge correctly and consistently, right? You can have aptitude, but if you don't apply things well, that means things are falling through the cracks. You're considered to be inept, right? Aptitude is making sure things don't fall through the cracks. You might have the CPA. You might be an attorney. You might be a doctor. And you might have that aptitude to have those professional accreditations. But your application of that aptitude is aptitude. How effective are you in those roles? And so I think that's important to know when you start to talk with or understand advisors, what are the processes that they have in place to identify and understand your needs, to monitor those processes, to make adjustments, and to make sure stuff doesn't fall through the cracks and to provide you the clarity in that relationship of what's important for you to consider when making choices. Those are definitely important things to keep in mind and perhaps speaking to some of those advisors, other clients, as far as recommendations and their experience in whether those processes are in place and providing the necessary safety net could also be helpful to ensure financial well-being and just, just, you know, peace of mind that, yeah, we got it covered. You know, if something comes up, They'll let me know. We'll have a discussion. We'll make a decision and we'll keep moving forward. That's exactly right. I think the most important thing, as we said and talked about, is communication, getting to really know the person, uh, the person's business, helping them see around corners and avoid pitfalls. Do you find that some of these advisors are more knowledgeable about certain types of business, say retail versus manufacturing versus different industries? There's many advisors out there that concentrate in a specific niche, like, you know, being an advisor for dental practices and things like that. But what I also find is it's, it's a, uh, again, it, it's back to kind of the silo mentality. They might actually be in that niche, but not considering these other things. I'll give you a quick example. Like, you know, when they built pyramids or cathedrals in Europe or wherever, these big things that they built years and years and years ago, there was really probably one master builder. They knew how to do it. And then they told people what to do. What entrepreneurs need is a team of master builders, right? They need, and they need to be well-coordinated. When you think about, I think a tool Gwanda uses the, the example of the skyscraper. You've got multiple teams of experts that are working together to, to raise that skyscraper out of the ground and make sure it doesn't you know, blow over or that the plumbing doesn't leak and the wires are well connected. You know, there's a lot of complex systems within one of those structures. It's the same thing with an entrepreneur. There's a lot of complexity in our tax laws, in the financial world, uh, as well as the investment industry. All of those things and the team of experts is really important. It's not just one master builder. It's a team of master builders that most entrepreneurs need. And finding somebody that you can trust to do what they say they're going to do is probably the linchpin here. So Wayne, I appreciate your tips on how to improve the financial well-being for entrepreneurs. I think it's, it's so important because so many people 
rely on entrepreneurs for their future, the families, the employees that they hire and their families and what their futures are are being hinged on. So if you're listening and you'd like more information about your financial well-being, Wayne's contact information is going to be in the show notes at businessconfidentialradio.com, along with the link to his book, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being seems to cover a lot of ground in that book. And if you know an entrepreneur who's looking for more financial security, tell them about Wayne Titus and this podcast episode. Share the link, leave a positive review so others can benefit from his advice as well. And you can do that on your podcast app or come on over to lovethepodcast.com forward slash business confidential. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hazel-Kelschner. I thank you for listening and hope you have a great day and an even better tomorrow.